You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Bills Mafia, we know there's only one topic every day, all Bills, all the time. And now Matt Bovey and Sal Capaccio are going really deep, talking Bills all year long, because it's always game day in Buffalo. Sal Capaccio, Matt Bovey, it's always game day in Buffalo. Producer Mike Robbie doing a great job here. Matt's out at practice today. He watched not only Josh Allen return to practice, but the big story of the week, of course, nationally and here locally, Damar Hamlin returning to Cincinnati after what happened on January 2nd and go check it out. I love it. Matt posted some video on his Twitter feed. You took some video. Damar actually saw you filming him. Tell everybody. Yeah. What happened. Yeah, no, I was just getting a shot of him because obviously this is a big storyline. So I was getting a couple new shots of Damar Hamlin. He missed practice on Wednesday with an illness. So this was his first practice of the week. And, you know, I'm getting a shot of him. I'm isolating him. He sees the camera pointed in his face and he kind of like points at me and then he holds up the three and then he does the heart symbol and then he, you know, flexes his muscles a little bit. So I appreciate the pose. It made for a good video. All that being said, I don't know if he's going to be active. I don't know if he's going to play. I I would actually assume that he probably, I don't think he will. Like, I just don't think that he he has not been somebody who has been normally active and then given everything else going on, I just do not see the benefit of being like, Hey, go be active for your, I don't have the numbers in front of me cause I'm in front of, I'm in the car, but I don't know, third game of the year, fourth game of the year, whatever it is. Like I, j- I just don't see that happening. So it's, it's me obviously neither. a and- very, it's obviously a very big story and it's a very inspiring story, but I think it's a little different of a story because he is probably not going to play. Probably right. And I'll even, I'll, let me touch on that part in a second, but Sean McDermott has even said several times they're going to dress people because of football decisions, not because of mm-hmm. non-football decisions. And because of football decisions, he hasn't dressed this year other than when people have been hurt. And they're not banged up in the secondary right now other than Tredavious White still, knock on wood, but they haven't needed to dress him. He's been inactive. Mm-hmm. So um, it's been Damar Hamlin. I'm sorry, it's been um, Taylor Rapp, obviously, back there. They do have Cam Lewis if they want. The other part of that is you're right about different kind of story. The other thing, Matt, is I do think as much as it's a huge story here locally, as we get closer to the game, I think it's more of a story nationally. This is an audience. Oh, absolutely. That, hasn't, no, that I, has not absolutely. seen or heard about him since then. Predominantly we have, we've been with him every step of the way. Mm-hmm. We were in the off season when he was doing all the Washington stuff and going around in AEDs and CPR, which is great. And he's still doing that. And I give him a lot of credit. We were there when he went to off season workouts in April. 
when he went to OTAs and minicamp in May and June, when he put pads on for the first time, when he played the preseason game, when he played in the regular season game. This is not really new to us other than the fact that it is Cincinnati, whereas the national audience, this is the story since then and kind mm-hmm. of the newer part of it for for them. Yeah, I mean, it's a fascinating conversation. I mean, most media outlets, news organizations, whatever it is, whatever you work for, have editorial meetings and you try and figure out what your stories of the day are going to be, what the things you want to plan for the week are going to be. And obviously at the beginning of this week, that's something that we had a conversation about of like how big of a story is DeMar Hamlin if he isn't going to play and how do we cover it? And that's something that I think we've been navigating for the last couple of days. I think from a national audience, obviously with everything that he went through, there's name recognition there. He's going back to that site where everything happened. And as horror as that is, I think locally, more people are thinking about the game and thinking about how do the Bills mm-hmm. go and get a win? And is Josh Allen okay? And is he going to play? And that does not mean they are, you know, I, I don't, I'm trying to use my words carefully here. That does not mean they are over the DeMar Hamlin story. It just means that no. because it has been going on for so long locally, there's been so many different chapters to it. I think this one is more about the game. And I think he would say that too. Uh, you know, I haven't talked to DeMar Hamlin this week, but I would imagine that if we did talk to him, he would say like, stop talking about me. Like our team needs to go get a win this week because it's a really tough opponent. So yes, yeah, a very big national story. I'm sure if you're watching the coverage nationally on Sunday Night Football, it's going to be very, very heavily featured. I just don't know if you're going to get that same level of coverage locally this week. Yeah, and even Sean McDermott has basically said that, look, it's a, it's a balance of you understand the gravity of it. You understand that there's going to be a lot mm-hmm. of tentacles to this and the emotion of it, but they're also going there to win a football game. And when I talked to Brandon Bean on the radio show, I asked him, what you know, what are you doing for the organization? What does the organization do for resources to make sure everybody kind of is in the proper headspace going there after everything that happened? And he said, yes, when it comes to player engagement and mental health and all of that, they have people there. They can do one-on-one. They can do groups. And they're going to have everything available to their team for that. All right. I want to focus on the Bengals. Did you watch the Bengals 49ers game? Yeah, they looked unbelievable. They they did on offense. They did on offense, I think for the most part, and they really did. But would you be surprised to know the 49ers outgained them 460 to 400. 49ers had almost 500 yards of offense in that game. 49ers outgained them. Hold on. 8.2 yards a play, which is massive in the NFL, compared to 6.5 for the Cincinnati Bengals. The difference in the game. That does surprise me. Two things. Turnovers. Purdy threw some interceptions. And red zone. Bengals converted. 49ers did not. Look, I give all the respect for what Joe Burrow's been through and done, and he looked phenomenal. And that offense is tough, tough, tough to deal with. I'll also say... They've been giving up some big plays, and even in that Niners game, as much as it was 31-17, the Niners rolled up close to 500 yards of offense on them. That gives me more hope about what the Buffalo Mm -hmm. Bills might be able to do. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. 
from the launcher online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Yeah, I think that's obviously something to talk about. I think there's a little bit of game script in there too, because, you know, the Niners are trying to move the ball late. And I think at that point, the Bengals are probably playing a little bit more conservative. Honestly, a similar story to what happened with the Bills and the Bucks in the last game. How if you look at the yardages after the game, you're like, oh, wow, like the Bucks actually kind of did a lot. Baker Mayfield finished with this. But it was all kind of garbage time. That was not the case for the 49ers. It was a pretty competitive game until about halfway through the fourth quarter. And then that's when the Bengals kind of, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, that's when the Bengals kind of pulled away. And I think once again, got that two score lead back. I just offensively am so impressed with what they are able to do. And I think if this game was happening a couple weeks ago, or even in a couple weeks, then I would feel more confident about the Bills chances. That's not to say that they can't win. I just think these are games you'd really like to have Rasul Douglas up to speed and you'd yeah. like to have Joseph ready to go. And Von Miller healthier, but you don't right now. And it feels like they were kind of lost for a little bit, and now they've found their game. So I feel like they're trending in the right direction, and you are getting very close to a version of the Bengals you thought you would be getting when the schedule came out, not week one, week two, week three, when they just looked helpless. The Bengals' defense actually reminds me a lot of the Bills' defense when I look at the numbers, but then try to compare it with the eye test, which is – the Bengals' defensive numbers are not good, Matt. They're not good. They are mm-hmm. in the in the league, twenty um, seventh in yards per game, thirty first, thirty first in yards per play given up. Only one team in the entire NFL is worse than the Bengals, and that's the Denver Broncos in yards per play given up. However, they buckle down in the red zone. They do a really good job there. Um, I'm going to try and see. They're tied for tenth in the red zone, and they've only given up twenty points a game, which is really nice. So it's this is a team that will give you some, but then they're going to take the ball away from you. They do that very well. They're going to get after the passer. They pressure the passer very well, and they're going to make a play when they need to make a play. That's kind of what the mo of the Bills' defense has been. Now, granted, not as much lately. The last few weeks, mm-hmm. right? They've had some injuries. But Lou Amarulo is a really, really good defensive coordinator, and that's how they're going to try to play against the Buffalo Bills. So I think the Bills here, they just can't turn the ball over. If the Bills don't, which is a big ass sometimes with the Josh Allen-led offense with how the risks he can take, the Bills don't Mm -hmm. turn the ball over here. I I think they have a really, really good shot. I think for me, this is a game that you need to – because I don't think the Bengals are going to make a ton of mistakes. Like, I don't think Joe Burrow right. is going to be the guy who's, you know, throwing interceptions all over the place. I think this needs to be a game where you control kind of the game script and you control the pace of play here. And 
you are not trying to get into. You know what this game makes me think of a little bit? And it's a weird comparison, but remember when the Bills played the Chiefs last year and everybody thought it was going to be like a 38 to 35 game? And it wasn't. Like those teams just kind of were like very methodical and they moved the ball, Mm -hmm. but they held strong in the red zone and there was a couple mistakes. I kind of feel like this game could be closer to that than to just the offensive slugfest that some people are expecting to see. So I think it's easy to say, and I'm not, this is like not a knock at you. I think it's easy to say like, yeah, game's going to come down to turnovers because a lot of them do. It is very relevant, but for the bills, it's going to also come down to when you get to the red zone, are you going to score touchdowns? You're going to score field goals. And also what are you going to do for the Bengals? Like, are you going to make them have to kick field goals? And it's, it's going to be a close game. I mean, it's the first time since I believe the 13-second Chiefs game, the Bills are underdogs. I believe this is the first time since right. then they are a very minor underdog. At last check, I think it was like three points, which says a lot because, you know, usually the home team gets the three points anyway. So it's as close to a pick as they get. And so it's a really tough matchup for the Bills. It really is. Like, I think the yeah. Bengals are playing uh, – the Bengals are playing awesome right now. This is probably, in my opinion – I've covered the team for several years now during this era where they have been like legitimate Super Bowl contenders as tough of a regular season game as they've had, but they are absolutely capable of winning these. They're that good of a team. Well, look, the Bengals, one of the things they were not doing, they were dead last in the league by a lot for explosive plays on offense. I think we, now we can start to chalk that up to, and you probably should anyway, to Joe Burrow's injury because last game against the San Francisco 49ers, let me count them. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven plays of 20 yards or more. I think they had seven all year leading into that, maybe nine, something like that, 20 yards or more. So they are getting a little bit more explosive. They do have a lot of great weapons on that side of the field. Last thing. Do we see what we saw last week with Jordan Poyer playing more of a hybrid role because of the way they can throw the football? Now, this team can run as well with Joe Mixon, but do we see a little bit more of that again this week because of all of those weapons they have to defend passing the football? Yeah, I think you live with Joe Mixon getting carries and maybe averaging five or six yards a carry as opposed to four yards a carry. I think you're trying to eliminate the really big explosive plays. As you can see, Matt Perino's walking behind me right now if he's uh, if that was on frame. But, yeah, I, I think you keep doing what that is. And I actually do have to go because they are going into yep. the field house, and i got to go talk to some players. You got it. All right. Uh, stay tuned with Matt, Matt underscore Bove on Twitter. I'm at Sal Sports. Matt's at WKBW TV Channel 7, WGR Sports Radio 550. Matt, have a good rest of your day. Thanks for being my eyes and ears today on the pod. No, thanks. Thanks. I don't I don't know why I was going to say thanks for having me. That's maybe it's like oh, a You're like an interview here. Yeah. Yeah, no, no. Thanks for having me, pal. I got you. I'm glad we got to fit this in. Thanks, Al. Thanks to Mike Robbie as well.